Welcome back. Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Uh, just watched the first debate between Trump and Biden. <clears throat> Little bit disappointing all the way around. Um, my initial thoughts tonight are I don't really see the needle moving one way or the other. I don't think um, Trump supporters are going to stay with Trump. Biden supporters are going to stay with Biden. Everybody who's in the middle, all those independents in the middle, I don't think what we watched tonight would sway them one way or the other. Uh, it was a lot of arguing back and forth. I think there was a lot of missed opportunities on uh, Trump's side that he could have done a little bit better and pointed out things, and it was a little weird. There's certain times as we go through the bra- as we go through the podcast. But there were certain times that I'll explain later that uh, I think he just he missed. And it, it's, it was awkward because he's usually really good at that part of it. And, and he always says particular things, and it just didn't come out. Um, Chris Wallace was a train wreck. I mean, Trump was basically debating two people. Chris Wallace wouldn't let him speak. When Biden interrupted him, Chris Wallace just put his hand up. But if Trump interrupted Biden, Chris Wallace would, excuse me, Mr. President, excuse me, Mr. President. And then, you know, it's two, it was two against one from what I saw. Um, It's really unfortunate. I was really hoping that a lot more would come out of this, that it would be very definitive uh, for independence on who the clear choice is. It didn't really play out that way. Um, early in the debate, Chris Wallace is asking a lot of questions, and it just seemed like a lot of the questions he would ask, <clears throat> he should have played everything a little more fairly. He should have, whatever he asked Trump to answer, get Trump's answer, ask Biden to answer, get Biden's answer. He was giving more softball questions to Biden, and he would give Trump harder questions with layers sometimes upon the question that Trump would have to climb out of and almost argue with Chris Chris Wallace. I mean, at a few points, he was arguing with him. So I don't think that was too uh, moderated too uh, fairly. Um. I think one of the big misses, personally, when he asked about the African-American community, because, you know, the African-American vote uh, during a presidential election is big for either side. Uh, It seems to be that whoever carries eight plus percent of the African-American vote generally turns out to be your winner of the election. So they're always pulling hard. Now the the right side, we tend to actually try to do things for the do things for the African American community. Excuse me, I'm sounding like Joe Biden a little bit. I'm a little tired. Uh, the left, on the other hand, don't do anything for them except for promise them things and don't give them nothing, and then you know poke at their emotions just to get their votes. But Biden's whole narrative towards the African American community, he linked in a weird way to COVID deaths, uh, but really didn't have an answer beyond that. It, it, was, it was really kind of an awkward answer, but uh, you'll have to watch the clips. I don't have any right now. I, I watched that, uh, you know, when I got done watching, I know this is, I'm going a little off subject, but when I got done watching, I uh, saw a few other people that I generally listened to and saw their take on it, and I was really feeling the same way they were. But... Uh, Going back to it, his uh, <clears throat> his response to how 
the African-American community is treated was just weird with linking it to COVID deaths. I don't, I don't, I don't get that because I don't, I don't think he really has anything else to say. Um, but I think that this moment was a big, lo- you know, moment where Trump really should have punched back hard because he has done so much for the African-American community. But for some reason, it's just he didn't. He did bring up the crime bill. And um, I know Joe really has no defense for that. But, man, I was hoping that he was going to say, you know, look at uh, black abortion rates. Well, what did they abort last year or, or, or and since the 70s? What is it was like 16 million or 17 million uh, black babies. Uh, I was hoping he was going to go with the unemployment, with what he's done for the historic black colleges. But for some reason, he didn't really go that way. He did talk about the crime bill. Um and a few other points about what Joe Biden has described black people as, but he didn't really get into it. And, and I think just like that time and other times, I think when he's about to get into it, Wallace would cut him off and be like, all right, next question. It's almost like he didn't want him to get in, you know, any more in depth where some of the things, some of these things will actually come out. So, um, I think that was a big miss on Trump's part because, man, he always, you know, touts the unemployment rate and the historic black colleges and everything. So you, you would you would have thought it would came out, but unfortunately it did not. Um, another one was, I mean, the COVID response in general. I mean, what I got out of Trump from his COVID response was uh, he's going to open everything back up, get people back to work and try to get life back on track. And we have a vaccine within our grasps. What I got from Biden, from what he said, was we're going to shut everything back down, impose mandates, mask mandates and everything, and basically crush America. So, I mean, there are polar opposites on that. Uh, I, I was pleased that Trump did point out that they were calling him a xenophobe and everything else when he shut down travel so early, and he did point out to Joe. Joe would, you know, chuckle and with this creepy-ass smile and I don't know. You know, you know how Joe is. Joe's eyes were so black. I mean, he must have been on a lot of Adderall to keep him that focused. Because even as focused as he was, he didn't have any of his big normal gaffes. But he fumbled his words from time to time, and you could tell his mind wanted to go off track here and there. But he, you know, he pretty much, for the most part, held it together. So for the left, they're going to consider that a win. They're going to you, – you watch tomorrow. They're going to beat their chest like King Kong and act like he did such a great job um, with the whole thing. But if you actually watched it, you would see it. he looked – especially in the beginning. He came out a little stronger, but towards the end, you could tell he kind of lost some steam. Um, you know, there was a part where they got into law enforcement and Biden wouldn't really – he somewhat – he lightly backed law enforcement – which is contradictory to what he's been saying. Uh, Wallace did ask him what Joe said he was going to reimagine policing, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. Um, And he didn't really have a lot of answers. And Trump did point out like who backs you. He couldn't answer who backed him. You know, president Trump's obviously all about law and order. He's about supporting the police. He's about supporting the military. Uh, Joe would take constant cheap shots especially with the military about that fake news story that came out where Trump said uh, these guys are all suckers in the ground or whatever they claimed, you know, accused them of saying, and which was already proven to be not true. And uh, so he would, you know, constantly be taking cheap shots like that. But during the law and order, when Joe Biden was asked, did he call the uh, 
city manager or the governor. I don't remember who Wallace asked him if he called. It might have been the governor um, of Oregon to ask him to stop the violence. You know, Biden paused and just said, you know, I don't hold any position currently. And basically, he answered it without answering it. The answer was no. He did not call to tell them to, hey, call Donald Trump. Tell him to bring in a National Guard. Let's shut this down. Let's get this city back under control. Of course not, because he wants the chaos. And part of law and order, Joe Biden is saying Antifa was uh, just a name. It's not an actual organization. And of course, naturally, Trump was like, oh, no, it's an organization. And uh, that right there, for sure, I think that that was a, probably a plus on Trump's side because Anybody living in any city where Antifa is currently marching in the streets, disrupting their day-to-day life, taking over zones, uh, constantly attacking police officers in New York, in Oregon, in Washington, everywhere that they've been, they know it's more than just a name. They know these people exist. So I think Biden lying on that one uh, probably didn't score him too many brownie points. But you know Biden's used to lying, so that's not a big surprise either. Um, they got into the green deal and the green deal, you know, he's what he's proposing a hundred trillion dollars and, and it's just a ridiculous number. And anybody who has any sense at all does, if you do any type of budgeting at your house and your own checking account and everything of that nature, there is just no way it could ever happen. And Biden wouldn't commit to how much it would cost. Uh, Wallace did ask him about him claiming he's going to rebuild, what was it, like 4 million buildings and 2 million homes and all these these clean energy plants, which he's claiming is going to create all these jobs for big government and all these jobs. But at the end of the day, he doesn't have the figures for what it's going to cost because he's not going to tell you what it's going to cost. Just like he's not going to tell you he's not for law and order. Just like he's not going to say Antifa's a hate group. He's not going to do any of these things because these are all part of the extreme left. And God forbid, if he said any of those things, the extreme left is going to cancel him. Now, him saying that he's not for the Green New Deal, where he actually said that uh, uh, he's for, I believe, I am tired, It's been a long day, but I believe he said he's for Biden's plan, not the Green New Deal, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. But in Biden's plan, he probably messed up there as well because I'm sure AOC uh, is going to be all over him tomorrow. I don't know if Bernie's going to be happy with him and his real super extreme base may look at that and go, you know, he's not going to do what we want him to do and that could be a problem for him on that end. Uh, Trump combated the Green New Deal with the fact that he deregulated a lot of things. The original question was that how it brought it up was about the forest fires in California. And they asked Trump's opinion on that. And he said, you know, he believes that the climate change has a little bit to do with some things. But for the most part, he felt like it was forest management. Uh, being in the profession I'm in, I'm pretty, I'm pretty close to doing what he's talking about, what I do for an actual living. So knowing that I would say he's probably correct. When you leave decades worth of foliage and fallen trees and limbs and everything else in an extremely dry climate like California, it ain't going to take much to set it ablaze. And once it is, it had that fire has all the fuel it could ever, you know, could ever dream to have. Um, any dads out there or moms out there that are 
super uh, grill fanatics and you haven't cleaned your grill in a while, you know when you uh, you get it hot and maybe you're cooking some burgers that are throwing a little bit of too much oil and you happen to set that pan on the bottom on fire because you haven't cleaned it out in a while, <laughs> you know how hot it burns and you're sitting there and you're cutting everything, all the gas off and everything and trying to let it burn off and it just rages out of control for a little bit till it settles down, till everything's kind of chewed up inside. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So you have to do forest management. Now, is even with forest management, would they still have some fires? Sure, of course. It's, it's, it's human nature. That's always going to happen. It, they wouldn't have the massive fires they have now. So Trump was saying, basically, he believes that climate has something to do with it. Yes, of course. However, poor forest management is a big part of it. Um, he also touted some of the stuff that they've done with uh, you know, lessening the carbon output that we're putting out, but at the same time, keeping the country alive and keeping these jobs, you know, going, keeping the fracking jobs going, keeping the power in the, the, uh, energy, uh, industry going. And, you know, Biden didn't really have a response for that more than, like I said, if you watch it, you know what I'm talking about. He kept chuckling <laughs> and I'm like, why, what, 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 what the hell does that even mean? But, um, it look, you know, he was, it just, it was not a good debate. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm just, again, I do apologize if I sound a little off. It, 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 I'm a little bit tired. It's midnight and, uh, it was just not the debate I was hoping for. You know, you, you've been seeing Joe Biden or I've been seeing Joe Biden now for the last six months to a year. And this guy, most days can't even keep an interview straight. You know, he's always rubbing his ear in a weird way. And you just thought he was going to really struggle on stage. And I'm not saying he did a fantastic job. He held it together long enough to get through. And I, I believe I said earlier, his eyes were so black. They looked like they were fully dilated. So I'm assuming they pumped him with a bunch of Adderall to get him going, um, to keep him as focused as possible. But... He was able to stand there for the hour and a half. Um, he didn't really give me an answer to anything. Pretty much anything that Joe was asked, he danced around the question, but never gave a direct answer on anything. Where Trump gave his direct answers. Oh, another another one where I feel like Trump, man, I was like, God dang it, man. Trump, you're good with this, man. You do this all the time. You, you just last week came out and denounced the KKK when they asked him about denouncing white supremacy. He started kind of going in and then Chris Wallace like interrupted him and he couldn't finish because he was saying like name an organization, but I don't know why he didn't just say, of course I denounce white supremacy. That would have been the, the easiest thing to do. Absolutely. And I, I don't know. I don't know if he was just frustrated because he's fighting two people. Um, if Chris Wallace, and like I said, I think Chris Wallace was given definitely Joe Biden more softball questions and he was allowing Biden to talk more than Trump. Trump couldn't get a word in, and he kept acting like Trump's interrupting everything. And anytime Biden interrupted anything, he didn't stop him. But anytime Trump said something, he jumped all over him. Oh, Mr. President, please, Mr. President, please. So I really didn't enjoy Chris Wallace. I didn't uh, I didn't care for that at all. Um, in the end, uh, Joe, you know, called out and started talking – nonsense and pointing at Trump saying his son's not a loser uh the one that passed away that was in the military and uh 
you know, Trump never said nothing bad about the military anyways, but then, you know, Trump kind of was like, oh, yeah, well, what about your other son, Biden? I mean, uh, Hunter, excuse me, your other son, Hunter, that was dishonorably discharged, and Joe Biden went into this whole deal about him being a drug addict or whatnot. I don't know. It, it was weird. Um, I was really hoping for a lot more. Did not turn out as good as I had hoped. I don't really believe there was a clear-cut winner here. I don't believe they've swayed anybody from the middle. Um, this is why we have three debates. Uh, one thing they did prove me wrong on, hey man, I kept saying since I've started this podcast that there is no way Joe Biden gets on stage with him because mentally he can't hang. And they proved me wrong. He actually showed up. Now, like I said, I'm not saying he did a fantastic job. He did stand the hour and a half and he was able to uh, answer the questions, and there was a few where he started kind of going off track, and you know, a little guilty pleasure. I was really hoping to see something, you know, see him get a little crazy, but uh, he was able to keep it together enough to get through. Uh, I by by no means did he beat Trump, and I'd say Trump did have a little bit of the upper hand on him. I just think Trump missed on a lot of big points that he really could have came in strong on. But this is why we have three debates. You know, the first one was kind of a toss-up, however you want to look at it, or it was just, uh, you know, gridlocked. And I don't think independents are going to be swayed one way or the other on it. So you have uh, one vice presidential debate coming up, and we'll have two more presidential debates coming up. You know, I think the moderator, moderator excuse me, is going to have a lot to do with it. I think when you have a more neutral moderator, better than Chris Wallace, that's going to get into it with these guys and let them, um, you know, kind of go at each other a little bit and give them equally difficult questions. So they equally have to put, you know, the same amount of effort into their answers and provable, you know, facts into their answers and get called out when not. I think you'll, I think that's where Joe will fall apart. Uh, the next one, I think, is uh, moderated by that guy from C-SPAN. I forget his name offhand, but he's from C-SPAN. And if I remember, if my memory serves me correct, he uh, he's pretty even. He's pretty he's pretty good across the board. So I think he'll do a lot better job than Wallace. Wallace just sucked. I mean, I think everybody anticipated he was going to suck anyways, but he, he actually lived up to it. He did suck. Um, that's about it, man. I you know, I wish I had something better to report than that, but if you watch the debate, you probably feel pretty close to how I feel. I know there's a lot going on on Twitter. I see a lot of people that I follow and everybody posting that, uh, oh, Trump won, Trump won. And then a lot of the, your bigger name people were more um, feeling the same way I do. That's what I was getting the same thing that they were. So when I was watching it, I was in complete agreeance because that's how I was feeling the whole time I was watching it. I don't, I don't think there was a clear-cut winner by any means, and I don't think it's going to move the needle at all. Um, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Sorry it wasn't a little better. I did not do any editing on this, so this is as raw as it gets. So if my words are bumbling around a little bit or I sound a little bit off sometimes, I might even sound a little bit like a sleepy, creepy Uncle Joe. If so, I do apologize. It's late. I didn't want to do a whole lot of editing, so this is rough and raw. Um, if you like what you're hearing, tell some people about me. If you'd like to contact me, ljconsercrn at gmail.com, at ljconsercrn at Twitter, and little, oh no, excuse me, at Joe Little on Parlor. Parlor.
God bless. Have a good night.